0: Hey, welcome in to the 573 report here on Wednesday afternoon on PowerMazoo.com and uh, YouTube.com slash PowerMazoo or something along those lines. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us for what is our weekly uh, Wednesday show where Mitchell40 and I discuss all things Mizzou in an oddly kind of quiet week. In Mizzou athletics, we'll get to that briefly, but I uh, do want to remind you, it is the holiday season. Um, you guys all probably have to buy presents for people, and what better for the Mizzou fan in your life than going to 573tees.com and picking up some of their Excellent merchandise. Uh, They've just expanded their website and improved their website. You can actually upload custom designs, make your own T-shirt there, um, get some Mizzou stuff, get some Power Mizzou stuff if you would like, Uh, all kinds of good stuff over at 573TEES.com. If you're in Columbia, you can swing by their physical location between 9th and 10th Street on Alley A and say hi and pick yourself up a T-shirt, a visor, um, probably a hoodie, a polo, a lot of shirts, any style shirt you want. Um, you can check out at five, seven, three t. So hope you guys do that and, uh, appreciate five, seven, three T's being with us all year long. And we now bring onto your screen Mitchell 40, who in the last 20 minutes has decommitted from Oklahoma and is reopening his recruitment as every other uh, person in America seems to have done. And, We were talking before we started, Mitch, like a lot of stuff is going on, but around here it's been pretty quiet for about four days now. As soon as yeah, I say it seemed, that, it's going to be not quiet, but, you know.
1: Yeah, I know. It seems seems kind of unusual, but, yeah, well, college football is imploding and rearranging and all of that. Uh, not not a whole lot going on here at Mizzou. We've got, you know, coaches on the recruiting trail and a bowl game to be determined, but uh, nothing, nothing for us to really cover this week, so we just kind of sit back and enjoy the coaching carousel.
0: Right, and it, like eventually that could impact Missouri and I'm not saying Eli Drinkwitz like I don't see him going anywhere this year um but you know a lot of people have said could this get to a point where it where it has an impact on Missouri but assistant coaches and all that doesn't really happen until after the games are over in January with the with the uh coaching uh convention and all that um I think really the only question on Missouri's coaching staff right now, and I've gotten it a few times this week, is is has Al Davis done enough to be the permanent defensive line coach? And At some point, we'll ask Eli that during bowl practices. I mean, I would assume so. I, I don't really know what he has done to not earn the job at this point.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, you know, he's still out on the road recruiting right now. Like you would think if they were going to move on to someone else, they would have done so by now. Although, like you said, usually, you you know, maybe the the, the change wouldn't come till later, but he, he's done a really good job. The unit has performed well. Um, the only thing, like a reason I could possibly see him not getting the job is if some other like big name opens up that Eli Trinkwitz really wants or has a tie to and decides to bring him in. But uh, I, I would, I, I would place my money on Al Davis getting that role full time.
0: Yeah, perhaps they could bring bring back Chris Wilson or Jackie Ship, who I think held the job for like a combined seven weeks in 2016. Um, I want to invite you guys, if you've got questions, comments, anything uh, that you want to talk about, whether it's Mizzou, college football, or anything else, put them over in the in the comments section. We will certainly get to them. Appreciate you guys who are watching live here on a Wednesday afternoon. And, uh, yeah, recruiting is, is obviously the big deal right now and – even that, though, like, is a little bit on hold because this is a college football offseason. Like, it's almost become its own season. It, it is now not only coaching carousel season, but it is basically every player in America is a free agent. Like, the games have been fine, but I've actually liked the last few days more. It's, it's far more entertaining to watch.
1: Yeah. I mean, Saturday's games were, were really good. And like that, you know, I, I still, you know, am There's something about obviously sitting down and watching a game unfold and then having it be done in three hours. Whereas this like is entertaining, but it's like, it is exhausting. Like, I mean, even, you know, not, not so much for us, but I, I can imagine, you know, a fan of any of these teams, like you, you can, uh, you can't relax without knowing like, okay, is my guy leaving or who are we hiring? So it is, it is crazy though. Um, and then, yeah, the roster churn, I mean, you know, you go from from the uncommitted or unsigned ranks you know all the players committed to these these schools who have changed coaches and now you know you've got everyone in America inquiring about you know the the guys who were committed to Oklahoma or who were committed to Notre Dame or whatever and you know the coaches trying to take them with them to their new jobs all the way up to kind of the same thing you know in this day and age for the players who were on those rosters i mean like you mentioned it that, that the jump uh, a ton of Oklahoma players in the portal um, and yeah, I mean, like, you know, that's, that's the new thing. Like at, at even places that aren't affected, like our message board, it's like, Oh, look, this guy jumped in the portal. Maybe we have a chance. I mean, probably not, but you never know. It's kind of, it's kind of fun to speculate.
0: Well, and even for teams that aren't directly affected by that right now, every coach in America is going through and looking at his roster and has probably somewhere between like six and 20 kids who who could come back for an extra year. And, um, you know, I, I know that we've got a question and I'll go ahead and pop that on the screen It's from cam. Uh, what senior choosing to come back next year would mean the most for Missouri other than Tyler Beatty. Um, and it's really almost two classes of seniors right now, because you've got the kids who have already used five years, but technically have another year like Barrett Bannister who I swear to God has been in college for nine years. I had no idea that he could come back next year. But then you've got kids like Trajan Jeffcoat who have actually only played like three years and redshirted one. So this would be their normal senior year but he could leave. I mean I did the scholarship chart on Monday and I'll be honest I have no idea if I did it correctly. It is an absolute mess and I would not want to be. I, I almost feel like coaches should have someone who it's their job to go through the scholarship count and figure it out. Kind of like NFL teams have a cap expert.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, they probably should. Yeah. Um, I mean, cause I'm pretty sure Trey's on Jeff coat, he wouldn't even be a normal senior. Um, I think he's technically – I mean, like, he has two years of eligibility left because he played that first his first year. Then he, he missed the entire next year. Then he played last year, which didn't count. Then he played this year. So, I mean, he's, he's only used right. two years. But even in normal times, he'd he would be a reg. Would he would have had another year left he could use. Right. He um, would
0: have one more year, but, like, in this time, he has, he has two more two.
1: years. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Um. I don't know. I mean, like, to answer – I, I didn't even consider him initially for, for Cam's question. I also – off the top of my head, it's hard to come up with an answer. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, higher end White started a bunch of games and I think was pretty good. You would think maybe it'd be good to get him back. Um, he, he, I guess he'd be my answer. I don't know. I'd have to think. I mean, obviously, Beatty would mean a lot. I don't, I, Case Cook would, you know, he obviously a lot of experience on the offensive line as well. Um, I just, I'd, I'd be a little surprised if he comes back, you know, because not only do you have the, the chance of him saying, I've proven all I can prove in college, but also there's the chance of doctors saying, like, you can't because, you know, they shut him down this year because of, just kind of the wear and tear that's been put on his body. So, yeah, um, it is a mess, though. I mean, like, truly, that, and and that's why, you know, we talked about on Monday, the, the rash of kids entering the transfer portal across the country as coaches try to make room to, to bring in a signing class.
0: Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, it, we can't even really say for sure, like, how many spots Missouri has in this recruiting right. class. I mean – the answer is always the same. It's however many they decide they need ultimately. Um, but I think I did the scholarship count, and theoretically, as of today, Missouri's at 86 scholarship players. Now that includes Tyler Beatty, who's not coming back. It includes Case Cook, who's not coming back. In I'm I'm almost sure, but. Yeah, as far as guys that, that are on the fence, and this is not necessarily guys just including another year. This is including guys like Jeff Coat. I mean, I look at it as Hiron White, Javon Foster, Zeke Powell, Trajan Jeff Coat. That's probably about it that I look at and say, Hey, they you know, Missouri could really use them back. And and I think they'll get them all back, but weird things happen. I don't know.
1: Yeah and uh, yeah I don't have the list in front of me of who you know technically is w- would normally be a senior like I don't think Foster is on that list either I'm pretty sure he he would has his 2 years left but yeah um yeah I mean like you know there's there, you know I think we, we we mentioned they're probably getting Sean Ketting back I mean he played a role that's nice he might punt next year too he did that on on, on Friday um, you know, Sean Robinson, okay, that's nice. I think he's coming back. But yeah, like it for the most part, I don't think there's a ton of guys where you look at it and say like, oh, that would mean a ton. I, I think I think the more I think about it, you know, Hyron White, I mean, that'd be valuable. You're getting a guy who, who basically started a full year at tackle. Um, you know, and I don't know that you have, like, they brought in guys they like on the offensive line, you know, this past year and are bringing in some more. It's a lot to ask them to come in and start at tackle after one year. So I think it would probably be nice to bring Hired white back case cook, you know, like I said, maybe. Um, and then, you know, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you know, I'm not counting Trey Jeff Jeff or Javon Foster. So other than that, I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head who you say is like, oh, that's a huge difference maker. So
0: I actually do have the list in front of me. Um, Sean Robinson has already said mm-hmm. he's coming back. A Caleb Evans, yes. we know he's not coming. Okay, back. he, he I mean, back. he would help,
1: but he's not. He yeah. said he's playing in the Senior Bowl. Yeah, Allie Green. I, I mean, he would help, and I don't. I, I, I don't to think me, he has eligibility left okay i'm pretty certain he does not he played four years at tulsa he played like 11 games every year
0: okay well okay then he's gone um realist george theoretically but like i mean he has another year he's coming back he's not going anywhere yeah you know ben key's gonna be a senior next year i don't really think he's coming back because he didn't play this year Um, yeah you know it would be a surprise uh Zeke Powell, I have no idea how many years of eligibility Zeke Powell has. Like, he went <laughs> to JUCO, and then he moved into a hotel room in Columbia, and then enrolled, <laughs> and then he played, and then he didn't really play this year. He could be in college till 2029. I have
1: absolutely yeah. no idea. He didn't go through the senior day thing, so I assume he'll he'll come back.
0: Um, it, We've already talked about Cook and White, uh, Barrett Bannister. I. He strikes me as a guy that, I don't know if he wants to keep playing football. Like, he's a good guy to have on your team. You take him back. Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that for sure.
0: Then, the, the only one that's actually kind of intriguing to me is Boo Smith, who, he's a little like Zeke Powell. I mean, he went to some schools I've... Don't really know about and might yeah, not actually and count. He was,
1: yeah, yeah, there's like, like where, where's their time that yeah he actually even counted because like he went to some of those JUCO schools and didn't even play and like yeah it's confusing.
0: Like does Mid America Nazarene actually count against your eligibility clock or just could <laughs> like you go play there right now if you wanted to? So so I'm not gonna pretend I really know, but he is kind of in that group of people in that time frame. Like I think he's a guy that it would be helpful to come back, but if I'm him, I'm looking and go. Yo, I played like
1: fifty snaps this year. I'm I'm probably
0: good to to go on and do what I want to do.
1: Right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, basically, it shows you the fact that like we can't even you know it come up with this stuff off the top of our head. Like, I mean, it shows what there is to deal with and how no one knows what year in school everyone is. Um, I think Boo Smith and and. To a lesser extent, Barrett Bannister, but is a guy who it's like okay if you have the spot for him, fine. But I wouldn't be stunned if the coaches just say, look, like, you know, sorry, we're we're full.
0: I mean, it, it's not even that we can't come up off it off the top of our head. I'm literally looking at the list, and I don't even know if it's right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean this this is where we're at in college football. Um, Jared as uh, Al Davis was already on staff before Jethro was let go. Does that mean there's a slot open? for an offensive coordinator, and does Eli wanted to go down that road. So, first of all, no, Al Davis was like an analyst. So, he right. got, there are only 10, to, 10 full-time assistant coaches. He got promoted to one of those 10 spots when uh, when Jethro Franklin left. So, if he remains as the defensive line coach, they are full, assuming everybody else stays. But, I don't know, the offensive coordinator thing is interesting to me in that, I don't know if it really matters, but I also don't want to completely dismiss it because you've got a guy who's the head coach and the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach. And maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if Monday through Friday, you know, he had a guy spend a little bit more time in general with the offense and he could be a little bit more head coachy.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, it makes sense and I could see it. I just. I don't know. One, like, I just, I don't know, because I don't spend, like, we don't spend the time in the facilities. We don't know how much of his time is devoted to those things versus could be devoted elsewhere. Like, I I don't understand, you know, without having been in a football facility for a week, I don't understand, like, how that stuff all works. So, like, in theory, it makes sense. My thing is, like, one, I would just, I'd be surprised if that is, like, just this magic bullet that that alone, you know, changes everything. Like, some people have decided it will. And two, like we talked about the other day, then, then who do you let go? Because, Like, you know, as you just mentioned, you have to get rid of one of those 10 full-time assistants. And so that means you got to get rid of probably someone on the defensive side of the ball, I assume, because you still need to have a wide receivers coach, a tight ends coach, and an O-line coach, I would think. Um, unless you like combine the O line and the tight ends into one group or something like that. So, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's, you know, when you already have a head coach who is on the offensive side, do you also need an offensive coordinator? Do you, does that short, you know, shortchange the defense? I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah,
0: well, and, I, you know, it kind of brings up the only thing I've thought about. If somebody on this, I I mean, people on this staff probably will have chances to move on if they want to. You know, I think Casey Woods is a guy who's kind of rising in this profession. Maybe somebody offers him a, a promotion. The one that's interesting to me is, could Bush Hamden be somebody's offensive coordinator next year? Because he was Washington's O.C., And then, you know, got let go there, and that's when Drinkwitz brought him in. And he was one of the finalists for Kentucky's offensive coordinator last year. So, I wonder if there's a coach out there looking for an O.C., and Bush knows he's not going to be that here. Like, that's the one guy I would kind of look at on this. Like, I don't think anybody's getting fired or let go, but assistant coaches move up on their own all the time. And I think that's a possibility.
1: Sure. And maybe then, yeah, you replace like, you know, Bush Hamden with a guy who then takes the title of offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach. And then Eli Drinkwitz is head coach and quarterbacks coach. That's possible. I just it would be kind of surprise me if Drinkwitz found a guy he trusted to be the offensive coordinator more than Bush Hamden, who he like clearly went out and hired, you know, when he like right away when when he had an opening, he was that was one of his first hires. So I don't know. It just it would surprise me a little bit.
0: So, we are kind of at this point in just the like on the eve of the silly season where we're just like, I don't know, here's some things that could happen because nothing is actually happening. I mean, I don't know, Mitch, like Missouri's playing basketball. I think I yeah. heard a rumor about that. They played a, a dude named Paul Quinn the other day.
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, not a particularly good game, so the arena in time, I hear. Um, yeah, I, I, so I thought I thought of a segment for us. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of total speculation, uh, we we know they're going to take some transfers. We don't know how many. What would be your like top three or four positions of need? Where would you take transfers?
0: Okay, I think like I think they need a transfer linebacker. They don't mm-hmm. really appear to think they need a transfer linebacker. But so if we're just playing like Price is Right, I'm going linebacker number one. I think they need an offensive lineman. I I think they want uh, somebody to replace Mike Mayetti, maybe. And I think they need a running back because Tyler Beatty had 972 carries this year, and I don't know if anybody else on the roster is any good.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's all that is fair. Um, I I think that I'll go so. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to include linebacker because I kind of don't think it happens. But, yeah, that would make sense to me. I think they need one at defensive tackle. I don't know who's going to play defensive tackle next year. I mean, like, Mikai Wingo will be back. And then, like, who else? I guess Darius Robinson will be back. But he's been hurt every year. You can't just have a, a team with just those two guys. Real um, so George I, will be back. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't know. I Daniel like, like Robledo might like his, be back yeah well uh, okay um, Kyra Montgomery so, yeah, might add I, I would, some weight I would say I would say defensive tackle I would agree that running back makes sense to me um and then I would say probably offensive line and tight end I, I, tight ends not a must but it I think if you find someone that can make a difference in the passing game, that would really be nice. Like, I just, I don't know. Maybe Ryan Hurst camp is that like, I just, I've never seen it. And you know, he hasn't played much college football, but even in high school, I don't think he was considered some game breaking receiver. I think it was more so that he was just really a physically, you know, dominant guy who played defensive end and tight end. Like, I don't think he was ever thought of to be some big receiving threat. Um, and Nico Hay is fine, but like if you could complement him with a guy who can actually bring that dynamic to the offense, I think that would be nice. Probably more of a luxury ad at this point, though.
0: Yeah, I want to change one of my answers to uh, tight end. Uh, I agree. And also, um, I think that they should transfer Harrison Meavis to defensive tackle. So <laughs> He can still kick, too. I mean it's yeah. two two birds one stone you don't even have yeah. to use a roster spot just I've been uh,
1: clamoring for it for years
0: it makes sense I, I mean I I think by next August there's a shot I I think if he does some work at the training table and he really dedicates himself um at Taco Bell and McDonald's and the diner like I think there's a chance Um uh, uh SC, I don't know, it's a long name. Uh, he asks, are all the committed guys expected to sign on the early signing day? Uh, yes. If, if Now, we may get some crap like we've gotten in the past few years where, like, who was it last year? I think it was B.J. Harris signed in, in December but didn't want to tell anybody until February for some reason. Trajan Jeffcoat did the same thing. Jatori and Hansford did it. I don't really get the advantage of it. I mean, there is no advantage. But some kids do that but yes i think everyone is expected to sign in what two weeks from today right
1: yep two weeks from today yeah i mean obviously that could change and we'll let you know if it does but to our knowledge um everyone who's currently committed is planning to sign in december
0: Eric Whooper brings up like speaking of transfers and stuff that Skylar Thompson would be a redshirt COVID senior, dude. Skylar Thompson is impossible. He was in Corby Jones's recruiting class in 1995.
1: He was he was playing high school football when I was covering Missouri high school football, which was like 2015, like fall of 2015. That was like seven years, six years ago, because I was because Battle I think lost to them in the uh, in the state title game or but, at least or like the semifinals.
0: This is no exaggeration because I remember talking to Skylar at a camp and covering his recruitment, the thought around Skylar Thompson was that Missouri wouldn't really have a shot because Drew Locke was only one year ahead of him. And Skylar Thompson could be back for his final college year when Drew Locke is in his third year in the National Football League. Um, So Wild. this is all stupid, and I yeah. hate everything about it. Um, okay. Uh, Dr. Sanitary wants to know, I know people have suggested an OC, but you would, would you have to get rid of a coach for that yes, yes. I, I mean yes that's we kind of addressed that earlier yes you would have to get rid of a class uh cam i wants to know has mizzou had any decommitments in this class i don't think so i don't know am i missing well, one?
1: technically jv and gill uh, a few days ago who was committed for all of 10 days <laughs> the junior college defensive tackle who uh he, he committed and then tweeted 10 days later that he, Mizzou told them they, they didn't have enough spots. So, I mean, it's not really the kid changing his mind, but uh, I guess it still counts.
0: Yeah. So in other words, no, Missouri has not had any decommitments. Um, uh, I don't know. Basketball plays tomorrow night um, in the reunion of the Eastern Illinois, um, you know, Jose taco game uh, where they hopped the fence on high 70 and went to castillo i think is ruiz castillo that's what it is i always forget i drove by it literally like three days ago and i laugh every time i drive by it i mean
1: that's a win right i don't know you never know if they get some of that ruiz castillo that could change everything um yeah i mean you would think it is it is Truly like the last game remaining on the schedule where you say, okay, that absolutely needs to be a win. They will win other games, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, that's – and then they play Liberty tomorrow, so.
0: Oh, right. It's, so, you're right. It's Eastern Illinois they next should week. They probably it's, win. It's yeah, Liberty they tomorrow. They probably
1: beat Liberty, but, I mean, I don't know. not going to guarantee anything.
0: Yeah, like, Liberty's not – they were supposed to be good, and they're not actually good. Yeah. Um, I have bad news cause I don't really think Missouri's very good either. Um, I don't know if people have picked up on that, but it's still just nuts to me that it's December 1st and already it's like a chore to talk about basketball. Like you can't even mention basketball without people just saying, yeah, I don't care. We're done. Yeah. I quit. It's I mean, I kind
1: sad. of, I kind of feel the same way. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like this. Oh, Hey, hang on. We've got a basketball uh, question actually. Um, Ostok wants to know, could a lack of attendance get a coach fired? I mean, maybe not directly, but it's a factor. I mean, when when Jim Stirk fired Kim Anderson, he mentioned it as a factor, and it's a factor. Uh, but, again, I think lack of attendance kind of ties into the fact that it's a bad team, which has more to do right. with getting a coach fired. Right, exactly.
1: Yeah, I think it's yeah, one one or more just one of the, the symptoms of uh of the cause that gets a coach fired.
0: So this is this kind of leads into we'll we'll try to kind of finish up on this. Uh views from an HBCU economist is the username, which is one of the longer usernames I've seen. But um as it relates purely to athleticism, wouldn't you say this basketball squad is less athletic than last year's and any of Kim's teams. I mean like I think Dewan Gordon DeJuan Gordon is a good athlete. Um anybody else?
1: I don't know. I mean, like,
0: I mean, like, I, Anton Brookshire might be. Yaya Keita might be. I don't know. Right. I mean,
1: you know, Gudura Gordon and Brazil are apparently good athletes, but they don't play, so it doesn't really matter. I don't know. I, I mean, like, I, I, I get why people want to talk about athleticism, and it is important, and I think it's an area where Kansas teams have definitely been lacking, and that has been a problem. But, like, I'm really not that interested in comparing teams' athletic ability versus one another. I'm you know, more interested in, like, were they good at basketball, which is what they're supposed to do. Um, and And this team is way worse than last year at that. Uh, It is probably better than the Kim Anderson teams, but they still have to prove that. And that is not something I expected to say. And that is just kind of tells you everything about where we are right now.
0: Right. But that's the thing I've seen a lot of, well, this team's every bit as bad as Kim's. Right. Look, people, I sat through every single one of those games. And I mean, So did I, strangely enough. (laughs) And there were like, there were a ton of them that literally five minutes in, you were like, oh, well, this is over. And maybe this team will be that, but I just have a hard time believing that they, I mean, these are, they're division one basketball players and it's possible, but I I just have a hard time seeing that they're going to be that bad, but it it just, it it truly does. Like, it feels like work to even talk about basketball because just nobody cares. So I don't know, maybe we just shouldn't do it anymore.
1: I mean, I, I think that there's certainly some people who wouldn't object. At a certain point here, after uh, December 15th, we're gonna we're gonna run out of options. But you know.
0: Yeah. So um yeah, plenty of recruiting stuff that that we'll have, and we're trying to get in touch with some people and and have some more information on that front. And uh, there will be a bowl game announcement on Sunday at some point shortly uh, before you have the opportunity to watch teddy bridgewater in the mecca of pro football so that'll be fun for you i assume
1: yeah hopefully it's not too cold weather's looking pretty good um yeah i won't i won't talk anymore about the game other than that
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so um i do appreciate you guys joining us and we are going to keep doing this show um through at least well through oh my god through basketball season yeah, we're gonna have to talk
1: about the team some.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to figure that out. But uh we'll be here every Wednesday, uh, talking about things. They may not be Missouri related, but we'll talk about things on YouTube every Bring Wednesday. Bring your questions. Yeah. yeah. So all right, Mitch, we'll uh catch up later. I know you're getting fired up for uh Mizzou and uh and Liberty tomorrow night. So.
1: Yep. Should be a good one. <laughs>
0: all right. Have a good one, Mitchell Forty hanging out with us for a while. Appreciate that. Appreciate all you guys. Who have been here, and, um, you know, again, it's just really been a weird week. It's just kind of been waiting for stuff to happen, but but nothing's really happened. I mean, there's stuff's happening all over the country, but but as far as Columbia it's, and Mizzou, it's been a pretty quiet week, which we don't object to. That's okay every now and then. Um, you know where it's not a quiet week and not a quiet month is over at 573Ts. It is the holiday season. Um, we certainly encourage you guys to – Get some stocking stuffers, get a few extra things to throw under the Christmas tree on Christmas morning. they got a ton of good Mizzou stuff. Some Chiefs gear, Cardinals gear, all that. Uh, Five, seven, three Ts can outfit your whole family, honestly a ton of good stuff. Uh, I'm actually wearing a 573 T-shirt right now. If you go to 573TES.com slash collections slash Power Mizzou, you can get some of our stuff uh, that they've been kind enough to produce for us over there. So appreciate them being part of this show. If you guys have been hanging out here, watching live, appreciate it. Uh, Hit the like button before you leave. If you're listening on the podcast, leave us a nice uh, review comments, all that share what we're doing here. And, um, Again, because the regular season is over, no streaming now till next Monday. Unless, hey, if weird things happen, you never know. We might just pop on. If you subscribe to the channel, you'll get an alert when we go live. But uh, certainly everybody hoping that no weird things happen. So Mitch and I will be back with you on Monday. Until then, go to powermazoo.com You can get a full year's access for $20.21. We're all over message boards, and uh, we'll see you guys there. Thanks.